Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. number this is this is episode 36 okay i'll leave that to you too all right all right maddie this is episode number 36 it is february 14th 2018 valentine's day happy Happy valentine's day ladies that's right happy valentine's day to everyone listening um real quick before we get into the meat of today's uh podcast gotta do the announcement so March 9th, we got an awesome seminar, something you guys don't want to miss. Um, it's a really unique chance to work with one of the best people, best women to, uh, to ever do it. Shauna Mendelson will be coming in for a bench press clinic. She's got a 445 pound uh, bench, which is insane. And remember, geared or raw, you're gonna pick something up from this woman. Yep, she's, I mean, it's more than just shirt technique. She's going over accessories, the warm up, everything that goes into the lift. The, the geared end is just a piece of it, so exactly. you will not be sorry if you come to this. Yep, she's, so, gonna, she's limited it, which is excellent, because you will get one-on-one. Yes, I've been to seminars where there's a lot of people there, and you're basically, you might as well be at a power, watching a PowerPoint. So go get some hands-on experience, learn from one of the best out there doing it. And then, of course, so that's March 9th. Here, what time is it, Maddie? Remind 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. 5 p.m. to yep. 7 p.m. We're not going to keep you here all night, but you will get a lot of knowledge. And that is a Friday. Short time. It's then Friday before it's the... Friday, right? It's the it's uh, Meet Eve. Yes, Meet Eve, because it's a power weekend. We've got... We've got our big power weekend coming that's up. That's right. March 10th is the day after Shauna's... Um, seminar is, of course, the Women's History League. in the Making, Part 2. Yes. Women's Powerlifting The second only. annual Women's Championships, mm-hmm. APF... Um, Sanctioned, hey, big time, and yep. uh, come come watch some records get smashed. Watch record, come watch them, come set them. We've got all like we said, we've got the refs, we've got whatever you need to do. Yes, we'll take care of that. And that of course is full. But ladies, if you want to learn more about powerlifting, um, show up, come get a feel. Even or guys, if you want to see how a uh, how a meets run, you're not really sure, you want to kind of live it a little bit, come hang out. What's the spectator fee? Uh, it's ten bucks. Ten bucks. Come, come hang out. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we'd be glad to have everybody bring your coach. If you haven't done this, come see how one runs. We want you. Yeah, absolutely. We're headquarters for women's powerlifting. That's right. And then, of course, May 12th, the Open, the championships mm-hmm. at the Armory. That's the big one. That's the big one. That's probably usually our biggest one of the year, but sometimes the New England's is too, so we never know. Yeah, so people should be uh, probably getting their uh, training cycle going for that. Yeah, you're about, uh, what is it, 14 weeks? I haven't counted it. You probably have. I have. I think it's, well, I looked because I'm thinking about doing it. And I think that if I, my meets, I'm 10 days out from the USAPL. I was just going to bring that up. So I'm I'm 10 days out from the USAPL state championships. Excuse me. At the Undaunted Powerhouse Gym in Augusta, Maine. Beautiful facility. Fancy kilo plates. Excited to lift there. Yep. Um, What's the date again? That is 224. 9 a.m.? Uh, I think, let me think here. I believe women weigh in at 7, start lifting at 9. Men weigh in at 12, start lifting at 2. So mm-hmm. I'll be lifting at 2. Um, okay. Or later, depending on what flight I fall in. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I was thinking, because I think I could take, so I'm 10 days out now. I could do the meet, deload a week, and then I think just I start have, your recycle. That's and then I think problem. I have 9 weeks from there. You just can't, you'd have to stay in the 85 to... 88% range for a while. I would okay. say a good month. Then you could kick it up a couple of times and then just co-stack into the next meet. That's what I would do. Yeah. I did, you could even go into the 70%. Yeah. If you have a big day, if you hit numbers you're looking for, mm-hmm. which you will. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely... in the make sense category? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I, I'm, you know, the grass is always greener and I am looking forward to getting back to APF. Oh yeah, you okay. well you'll see the difference. And yeah, make your decision. But I think I know how you decide. But yeah, I'm anyway. looking forward to slapping some wraps on my knees. So we I, yeah. I was gonna say my opener isn't even. I mean no, my, my planned third attempt 
is about 20 pounds under my opener for my last full meet. But you had knee reps. You're That's the difference yeah, in knee so reps. You're smart. You're lifting smart. You're not doing dumb things that people do. All right. But I am excited to uh, move some big weight with reps on again. Yeah, you're, so, and you're going to. Yes. So, so Matty, we, what, did we want, what do we want to talk about Well, we today? don't have a guest, correct? We did not have a guest. That's okay. Uh, that's We've all got, right, uh, We are men without issues. So, <laughs> ladies, you hear that? We're the only two men around here without issues. <laughs> it's this far. On Valentine's Day. I'll, I will after now that you said it. <laughs> um, so, oh, by the way, your, your girlfriend, Lauren, did some nice squatting last night. Thanks for, and I got to say... Is, I obviously, you know, it's not like I have anything to worry about with her, like her being here without me being here. But I gotta say, it's just such an awesome feeling that she, you know, she comes in and it just feels like she's part of the community. She's only lifted here three or four times. Well, you know, she's not a regular by any means, but she she, she seems like one. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Thanks course. for helping. She manhandled the weight. That's she awesome. had more in her. I didn't stay out of that. So <laughs> none of my business. But she had a lot more in her. I, I don't know what the weight was, actually. I think yeah. it was 170. Was her I think she's right around 200, yeah. in my honest opinion. Yeah, we'll but. see. We'll find out. Uh, anyway, great, great job by your girlfriend, Lauren. Thanks. So, I guess without a guest, we had planned on these educational topics. Yes. And so, let's just keep them going. All right. So, you, you got bench tonight? Yeah. So, we, uh, so yeah, this is episode 36. Last mm -hmm. uh, episode 35 was kind of five squat mistakes to avoid so this will be five bench mistakes to avoid there you go and it, it could be 55 um, we're just giving yes. us we're giving our the five we came up with yeah and i only i you've got the five i've got a few different ones that i'll touch on uh maybe as you brings it bring them up or at the end <coughs> whatever you think so unless there's anything else to announce without further ado okay so <laughs> we'll do it we'll run it down like we did the squat uh so Mine are one through five. I don't know if they're in any particular real order, but okay. just what I thought of, which was pretty pretty well related to the setup on squat. So loose setup on bench. That's what I see a lot of. In fact, the last fellow who's pretty new, I was just working with. Mm -hmm. He's doing really well, but he can't get the he doesn't get the uh, the picture in his head of keeping from his feet to his neck tight. He'll get his lower body tight. He'll get a little arch, tighten his glutes and hamstrings, and he'll descend with a weight, and he's wiggling. You know that wiggle yes. in the upper body? the squirm. The squirm. So we're working on that tonight, and... Yeah. We have a guest. We have a guest. Hey, sorry, guys. Nate had a special delivery for you guys. I don't know if you want to partake right now. I want to eat. Take one right oh, now. Look at that. They delivered us soda pop. Wow. To deliver some soda for you guys. Refreshments for the podcast. We love soda. Great podcast, Studio 308. Thank you, guys. No, this is 132. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, tell Nate thanks. Oh, Nate makes that. Let's give him a shout-out. Yeah, shout-out to Nate. Banded Horn Brewery yeah, in Biddeford. For the juice. Has given us some, some soft drinks. Yeah. <laughs> These are great. This is one of my favorite breweries. When I found out that he worked there, it's like, this, we're in trouble. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're back on the setup. Yes. For bench. Uh, this is just my number one biggest mistake is is not keeping completely tight so we talked about taking the slack out of the bar on squat yes we talked about how we really always talk about it on deadlift yeah but you can take the slack out of the bar on bench so how do i know if somebody's doing that because i hand out a lot i hand out all day to people because that's my job <laughs> full time when i lift most of the weight and i don't care i tell my people i don't care i just lifted most of that which tells me you're not putting anything on it right Oh, and they say, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then they do it again. But anyway, once you learn to take the slack out of the bar, which, i.e., is putting some pressure on that bar, yes. so that when your handoff person lifts it with you, he barely, he or she barely feels it. Yeah. Now I know you're gonna, you've got a, you've got another, you've got another bunch of odds with you of making that lift. Yes. Because when that comes out and you're like, oh boy, you didn't put anything on it. Yeah, so last, uh, maybe Monday or Tuesday, I handed it off to Ryan. I think he did 425 mm -hmm. for a triple. Yeah. It felt, you could barely, I could barely feel the weight. So that's probably why you got five reps out of it. Exactly. He set it up. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll go over this, I'm sure, on deadlift. It's all about setup, yes. squat, bench, and deadlift. So you got to start, I start with a checklist at my feet. I dig my feet in. Kind of check your gauges. Correct. Now, folks, maybe you're not going to get your feet flat. It doesn't matter. I know I hear a lot of this, get your feet flat, drive through your heels. I, for years, was fairly successful benching on my toes. Right. So just recently, since uh, Tony Petrino came down, we got my feet flat, and it s seems to be helping. 
I was going to just interject, too, mm. real quickly. Uh, certain federations require you to lift with your feet Good flat. Good point. Uh, in particular, you can't do the toe thing, can right. you? Right. Okay. I can in the USAPL. All right. So I had to change the way that I bench. Oh, so you were on your toes. I was on my toes. I did not know that. And that will kind of go into... And you were successful. Relatively. Yeah. We'll get... <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll get into that. I'll let you uh, finish okay. what you're going on. All right. With. So don't get hung up on flat feet, on your toes, whatever. But get them tight. Dig your, if you're on your toes, dig them in as hard as you can. Yes. Now, slide up to your hamstrings. Get them tight. Slide to your glutes. Squeeze them. Slide to your lumbar, your low back, whatever you want to call it, your hips. Arch a little bit. Uh, it, it turns out the great big arches, maybe for three-lift people, isn't as, isn't as such a good idea. From you know, I've heard Louis say it. If you're a three-lift person, maybe a little less arch than some of the bench-only people. Because your back's going to get beat up squatting and deadlifting, it but still, I think you got to arch a little. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think that uh, you know, if you can't, you know, some people, whether it be a lack of mobility, they just got a huge back muscles, and I'm sure you could get to this because you're only at the lower back. But sometimes an arch can just mean digging your traps in. That's that's, that's about two steps up the the ladder here. What I was going to get to, and you're absolutely right. So now we've gotten everything from your feet to just above your hips. Now. We're gonna to try to get up onto your traps. But we're not gonna do that unless you start a small pinch with your shoulder blades. I don't want you to pinch your shoulder blades all the way till the bars come out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go right now from shoulder blades to traps. Now your hands are on the bar. Big mistake. Don't not squeezing that bar just as hard as your hands will squeeze it. I tell people to try to flatten it. Whatever you try to bend it, anything you yeah. can do. And try to set it on the outside edge of your hand, the ulnar side of your hand. You ought to be developing a little callus out there. Okay. Okay. I've definitely heard you say that in previous podcasts. That lines up right over the strongest head of your tricep. Okay. Okay. So that's where you want the bar to sit. You don't have anything in here. Okay. So you're the, kind this of... is the radial side. This is the ulnar side. Okay. So, so radial is the thumb side. The thumb side where you uh, where you have nothing. Yep. Ulnar side. That's where the meat is. Correct. Okay. And how do you do that? Let the bar sit there for a split second after your handoff. It kind of roll into... It wants to sit there. Yeah. Now you've got it lined up directly over the strongest piece of your tricep. All right? So I'm backing... I'm, I'm working backwards now. You've gripped the bar. You're squeezing as hard as you can. You're ready for your handoff. As the handoff comes out, you finish the final pinch. Your shoulders are down. Shoulder blades are together. Pinched as hard as you can. Shoulders down. Shoulder blades together. We talked about the lower body. Started with the toes, so now you're ready to do a bench press. If you're going to do a couple of reps, and you're working with one of us, we'll pro I don't know, I think I've heard you say reset. Mm -hmm. Which all I mean is reset your shoulder blades, pull yes. your shoulders down. The biggest mistake you can make as far as this little piece up in the shoulder girdle is letting your shoulders up, because you will, at some point, get a mouthful of a bar. Yeah, you, you go into a skull crusher. You go into a, you get a lot of iron in your diet, because yeah. the bar's <laughs> going in your mouth. So, don't let your shoulders up. All right, and I guess the last piece would be there's a there's a little not controversy. There's just a lot of different taste on this, but I like the elbows tucked about uh, forty five degrees from my ribs. Okay. Okay. When the elbows start going out ninety degrees, I think you're asking for shoulder trouble. Yeah. Now there's a lot of nuances there for you to put a shirt on, but for what we're talking about right now, I think we just covered the whole setup for the bench. So while we uh, one thing I wanted to to kind of throw in there. Communicating the handoff with your partner, I think, is a huge piece that you got to kind of establish day one. Yes. You know, it's funny. I so, actually have that on five, but go ahead. Um, it's funny. So with uh, for Ryan, for example, mm -hmm. I can tell by his breaths when he's mm -hmm. ready to go, mm -hmm. and that's how with the training partner, you shouldn't have to do a one, two, three, go. You could be like a, <laughs> and that's when you know exactly when you find when that final breath. That's the key. But I think that's. You know, if you're at a commercial gym or at a place where you, maybe you train by yourself, you're going for a heavier uh, lift, you need the handoff, it can't hurt to explain what's going on. Just tell the person, say, hey, I want you to just help me clear the clear the rings, help me bring it out, I'm going to do a blank number of reps, mm -hmm. and then just help me bring it back once yep. it's up. Which for the life of me, can you get one of those off there? Oh, yeah. These are good. You're going to see me drink a beer. Wow. For the life of me, I don't understand why, I guess it's USAPL, won't allow your coach to hand you the bar. Am I right? They, I, you're correct. So that was I mean, not the life of me. I'm not that concerned about it. <laughs> you can't, you're staying up at night. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that concerned. But Although you're going into me, so I'm concerned for you. I'm a little concerned for me, too. Because, I mean, even like, and I know he's going to listen to this, so I'm... I'm 
don't 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 be offended when you hear this, Mike. But <laughs> getting a handoff from uh, someone who you're used to getting a handoff from versus someone you're not getting a handoff from could be a big difference. So I get that on the air. For example, you want to um, witness this? I want to witness it. Oh, he's partying now. Now I'm partying. Now he's just going to go. Lock the ladies up. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a four-hour podcast. (laughs) We're going to have to get Nate to do a round two. Yeah. Um, Communicate. Oh, just uh, making sure that whoever's handing it off, Mm -hmm. it knows what to expect. Not to drop it on you. You know, for uh, there used to be a guy who lifted here, insane bencher, 185, 165-er, who was benching over 400. It's cash. He liked it way out. Like the the handoff or the he, the his he benched when he benched it was way out and some people they you like mean his grip yeah oh, I mean okay. no his grip um like instead of you know say that you start with it over your um like bottom of your pecs mm-hmm. he started it at close to like mid abs okay he just that's what he wanted and he he let you know he said I'm gonna take it mm-hmm. all he had the a way short out. arm too if I remember yes he had short arms yeah all right so that was a good good spot for him to be, get his uh, most advantageous leverage yeah and he's got I think he's got. If he doesn't have the American record, he's got to be like five pounds underneath it because he did. He could bench. Yeah, but I think he did four twenty at one eighty one. He mastered the physics of it all. I watched him. Yes, he, he mastered how to do that. Optimize. Yep. Okay. So uh, again, why anybody would say you can't have a handoff from the guy that or woman that hands it oh. to you every time doesn't make sense from a safety standpoint. Once I'm done, I'll ask why. Okay. You know. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I because you know a, a lot of the rules in the USAPL. You know, I kind of had some. You know, you hear people joke about it. Oh, you're you got IPF certified glasses. You got IPF certified <laughs> haircut. Right. Um, IPF socks. Right. Yes. I mean, in reality, they're just trying to have a completely even playing field. I know that. And but so, you, when you throw that out for safety, to yeah, me, we could go on and on. I mean, why they don't allow a monolift, even if they don't want to throw the the, the swings. Mm-hmm. Just for safety purposes, with the the um, straps. Yeah. Don't walk. Don't walk out then if you think that's an advantage. But nobody's going to save anybody on a in a squat stand that they use if they start going down with six hundred plus. No. It's not going to happen. People no. are going to get hurt. Yeah. So whatever. All right. So that was number one. That was number one. Um, that's what I had for number one. Number two is I guess I I guess I said it, but I really like to I really like to drill it into people's heads. So I'm going to call number two. The squeezing part. You got to start squeezing the bar as hard as you can the minute you put your hands on it. Just start squeezing. So that's my number two. So um, there's definitely a physiological thing, and I think I touched upon this on the squat as well. There's mm-hmm. a physiological thing that happens when you are squeezing that bar as tight as you fucking can. Mm-hmm. It tells your brain it's go time and we're ready to go. No one, I mean, I know there are some people who do the, you know, they call it like the suicide grip bench, and maybe that's kind of a different animal, Mm -hmm. but when you, you don't see too many people, uh, you know, gently grasping the bar, Mm -hmm. smashing big weight, you just don't see it. It, 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 Maybe they get lucky, or maybe in a shirted situation. Right. But not raw, I don't think. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave that where I said, that's going to be a part of number one, the the, um, squeezing. Yes. And the piece I forgot, I see a lot of this, maybe you do too is the width people take for their for their grip. Okay. So I see people with these narrow grips on their max effort day or in a meet. And they're using and most of them aren't doing a speed or a max day. But I see these awfully narrow grips for heavy, heavy lifts. You can't incorporate the muscles you need with that close grip. Right. It's it's primarily triceps. You can't isolate anything. But that those close grips that I see, I just I don't understand that either. Well you know what I think that it's derived from I don't is I think a lot of I think it's more people people who do that are coming from more of like a bodybuilding or just a generic weightlifting background. Right. Because what I've heard, I used to bench like this with my hands straight up. That was my grip. That was your whip. It was for any situation. My fir- exactly. My first powerlifting meet, my grip is closer than my close grip is now. Think about that. Say it again. So, <laughs> my first the first powerlifting meet that I did uh, two or two and a half years ago or whatever. My competition bench press grip was narrower, more narrow than my current close grip bench. Okay, so now your comp grip is I'm way up, and I start so. What are you middle finger on the ring? Middle finger. Okay. I did index, and I find that I found that I get a little more punch. 
Yeah, for your arm, it's all based on arm length. Yeah. And, and at what's the advi- what do you get for an advantage? So yeah. you got to learn that. But nobody, I don't know, probably over the years, there were close grip, huge benches. Well, you know what I think? I think that a lot of people, too, they, they equate it to a push-up because that's kind of how you want to do a push-up. And something that I've heard is the analogy of if you were to push someone, how would you do it? That's a good point because you have that kind of leverage in there. Right. But you're you're still only using your front delts and your triceps. So that's where my argument is. When we as we come out, we get front delt, we get rear delt, we get lats, mm-hmm. triceps, and whoever believes in pecs, I don't know much I don't I never thought they had much to do with it, but anyway, you get some more pec involvement. When you as you come in, you get less and less of all those helpers. Right, it's just all so, tricep. Yeah, so there's some people here that they just won't hear of it. They're going to bench with one grip. Yeah. Period. And you're also going to eat up your shoulders if you use one grip. All right. Time. So one thing that's also a you know kind of counterintuitive is, and I was you know totally a, a victim of this was I thought that when I went wider it would hurt my shoulders, and I went from as I mentioned I basically was on a typical bench bar. I was using the end of my thumb on the where the knurling ends to align myself. I went from that directly to index on the rings, max width. With no pain. Zero adjustment. Yeah, that's for you. That's wide because you're oh, you have a pretty long arm. I do, but it's still it, it was too wide, but I guess the point that I wanted to get at was I went from one extreme to the next. Mm-hmm. No and problem. No problem and my shoulders felt better. And I, the easiest way to describe it is, is with, next time, listeners, next time you guys are benching, do one rep close grip and do one rep ultra wide grip mm-hmm. and just think about how much farther your shoulder is moving. Much less with a wide grip. Exactly. Covering less territory. Right. So the less the less movement, right. the, uh, the longer your shoulders are going to live. And if you refuse to at least modify that grip, you will eat up your shoulders with a narrow grip after a while. It just they'll eat it. It'll eat them up. Mm-hmm. So I mean, training close grip is definitely a good way to you know isolate the triceps. Of course, it's part of our training. Yes, but not for competition day, not for max day. Not for day. optimizing, exactly. Correct. So that I guess would be my number two. This this refusal to adjust your width. Yeah. Because so you probably have four grips. You have your three speed grips and your competition grip. Yep. Am I right? Yeah. And, I, and sometimes I'll go. Sometimes I'll do. Um, like so, for example, if I'm working up to like a two seventy-five sets of three, uh, I got like three sets of three, say, just for conversation's sake. Mm-hmm. I might take like two twenty-five, two fifty ultra wide grip, because I feel like when I then bring it back a little, I can just punch it that much harder. So sometimes I I play with a lot because and what I realize you're smart. I, I mean, there's people here that just refuse. Man, that's it. Yeah, I gotta say that when I did start to, I, I mean, I basically one day said, "Screw it, I'm going max width." And if my shoulders rip off, then my shoulders they're, rip they're off, and that didn't off. happen. Not and now, off. I have, I mean, I've got, you know, max competition grip. I've mm-hmm. got ultra wide illegal competition grip. My actual competition grip. Right. Sometimes, just depending if my shoulder, if I'm feeling weird, I'll go ring or pinky or and then you're smart. That's and then smart. we've got all the speed uh, grips. There is even a fellow here. I'm not naming names who refuses to come out with a shirt on. Now the shirts are designed to, when you, obviously when you stretch them, right. there's more rebound out of them. So, but I, like I told you, I'm done with these guys. Yeah. Not, hey, what do you think of the beer? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You like uh, like hoppy beers like that? Well, I don't really drink, so. Right. This is, I don't know. No, what kind of beer? You drive me crazy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you drove me to drink it. You drove me to drink it. <laughs> This is what happens when we don't have a guest. I get it. just start drinking. drinking. <laughs> this ruined my life. <laughs> All right, so that was two. Yes. The width, the refusal to adjust the width. Now, maybe we ought to clarify that you can't, You just. I heard you say illegally wide grip. Yes. So maybe we ought to clarify you wouldn't want to train illegally. It's an exercise no. we talked about one time, but your index finger, some part of your inside of your index finger or your thumb or your skin has to be in contact with that ring. Right. Okay. You can't be... It can't beyond. be beyond that. There can't be any space between the ring and your hand. Okay. So probably not a great idea to get used to that. Do you just, uh, story time, have you ever seen anyone like try to get away with it and them calling someone? I've seen them warned. I never saw anybody okay. get thrown out. Were they fucking huge? Was it like a seven-footer or something? Or? Uh, no, one is seven-footer, just a couple of big guys. Okay. You know? Cute, really long No, arms. mostly bad shoulders. You know, they just couldn't get there. Oh, interesting. Heard them to come in. 
Gotcha. So they just try to get away with what they can. Yeah. Yeah. All right. With that, so that we we slid um, taking the slack out of the bar and squeezing it up to one. Mm-hmm. Two is the width. Three, I guess, is a is a spinoff of one again, but. The upper body, all lower body aside, all lower body aside, the wiggle, which we talked about. But do a drill with it. Lay down. Don't do anything with your legs. Dig your glutes in. Arch your low back. Get up on your traps. Drop your shoulders and just keep drilling that. I don't care if you don't have any weight in the bar. Take it out. Squeeze. Put it back. Take it out. Squeeze. Put it back. Take it out. Squeeze. Drop your shoulders. Pull your shoulder weights. Put it back. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. Keep doing it. It's boring. If, and if you want to get a little something out of it, take your hand off partner, leave your lower body out, and, and do that drill. Take, I don't whatever's heavy to you. Put three plates on it. Take them out, squeeze, drop your shoulders, squeeze, blow your belly up, rack it. Keep doing it. It'll drill it into your head. Yeah, I was going to say, too, if you are a squirmy bencher, uh, there are many squirmy benchers. If you watch when I first moved my, because you think about it, when, when, I, when I went from close grip to wide grip, you're kind of naturally uncompacting your body. So I had to almost relearn how to be tight. And I, I was squirmy for the first few right. months. And if you, but it just took sticking with it and repetition. If you'll, if you'll just practice that drill, shoulders down, shoulder blades together, belly up, that'll beat, beat 60% of it for you. The another 40% is gonna be in your head and get in your lower body. But So just try that drill. Yeah. Take it out, rack it, take it out. Right. Boy, you know, half the stuff. How long is, do you hold it for? Maybe how long would it take you to bench it? Two point two seconds or something. Hold it that long. Five seconds, maybe. Whatever max. it takes. Yeah. And then have your guy rack you. Stay right there. Grab it. <coughs> Grab it. Repeat it. Boring, but right. Yes. It'll work. All right. So that takes us to what four? Yeah. All right. So we'll see what you think of this. The sticking point for just about anybody. Is about what six, eight inches off the chest. Off the chest, right, anybody off can the chest. Up. Unless you really <laughs> make a bad choice. Right. Yeah, unless you, you don't know how to pick your weights. So, and it's the same on the squats, about halfway up. Right. right. No one really gets stuck right on the belly. And it's the same with the deadlifts, but mid, just below your knee. Yeah. It's all the same. Sticking point on the bench, the same, the same doggone thing. So, learning that little fade. I don't. I think you do it. So you get your. You've left your chest. Everything's successful. You had a good descent. Had a good landing. If you're training with, training with a press or you're in a meet and you begin the ascent, now it's a little sticky and we just learn that back over your back, eyes. Back, back. You watch about any Dynamax benching video. You go on Instagram, you look hear, at locations yeah, on Dynamax, right. you're going to hear people screaming <coughs> back. And that's what they're doing. Right. So it, it, to me, it's more just a fade. Yeah. All right. And it, it'll get you out of trouble. You need to learn it again. And the, the, the only real drill for it is a lighter weight and learn that. Go from sticking point and back. If you if you have a part, if there's three of you in your group, work it off the boards. Put the board at the sticking point if you want to learn the fade. Okay. Yeah, it get you out of a lot of problems and get you the bench you wanted. Maybe in a meet or in the gym, whatever. It definitely just. I mean, that's one of those things. If you're not doing it, you could add 20 pounds on your bench in a day by doing that. Right. If you if once you figure that out. And I know that a straight line is the shortest point, but whatever. But it, it makes it a tiny bit longer, obviously, but it will get you through. Yes, and I was just—I was going to touch on that. I think everyone thinks that, you know, it's again, it's not—it's not intuitive, but I think everybody thinks that it has to be a perfectly straight line. But in reality, you know, if you're looking at the bar, it's really bent—not much, not a ton. It's going to be, you know, depending on the size of the lifter, it's going to be a little bit more or less. But it should probably be like a. 87 degree angle so 90 being straight up and down mm-hmm. just a few degrees it's all, just a few degrees and if you start doing any more of that you're going to have problems because that turns into a tricep press yep. you have nothing under the bar then yes. you're not going to make it right okay so it's got to be steady yep. uh, so I, let's call that the fade if you want to practice it go to a 2 or 3 board if, you're, if you have more confidence do it off your chest but it'll, the sticking point is like we said about probably 7 inches off your chest for just about anybody. Right. So that's so working from there. Yeah. It's kind and, of two board is pretty much the prime. Right. Primo. And we used to do a drill honestly with a five board where we would just practice the very end of it, almost a drop and back, back. So there's a five board out there if you ever want to try it. That's the 
mostly used as a camera stand. Pretty much cameras and videos. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it's good for, practicing that little bit of a fit. Okay. So, because you can't bench much out of it because you don't no. get enough sink. Right. But you feel it in your hands, you feel it in your wrists. You feel weight. You it's a, this is all about feeling weight and getting accustomed to it. All right, that's four. So five goes back to your handoff. Yes. All right. So there's people here, here, everywhere that refuse handoffs. I, I don't know why. It's just is it, is it macho thing or whatever. I don't really know or care. If you're not taking a handoff, you're just not taking it. It, it has nothing to do with being macho or being a man. Well, no, I, okay. it, and it has everything to do with the fact that you are not benching as much as you could be. They, that's the best answer. Um, I trained by myself for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I got up to, you know, when I, I mean, when I, my first day in the gym, I missed 135. I couldn't bench it. Right. And I got all the way up. And to you took a, it out yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got all the way up to a 275 pound bench, which obviously isn't anything to be that proud of, mm -hmm. with, um, without any, without a single handoff. Started taking handoffs on my bench. I put 60 pounds on in two years, where it took me all, you know, seven years to put, well, granted, one th when you're new, it's a little different. Um, what I'm getting at is you will press more. If you're serious about lifting more weights, you need a good training partner and a good, and part of having a good training partner is practicing, perfecting the handoff. So, and that's what I was gonna go to next. Get a handoff, everybody. I take one with quarters on there because I want it the same from as I go through my workout. Yeah. Whatever. That's just me. Um, but get the whoever you're doing it with. Do it. Get a correct handoff. I guess I can't read my writing, but correct handoff. So both hands over. Double overhand. None of this. That just twists it, and then it twists it when you bring it back. Interesting. So I insist on these guys going here, mm -hmm. and the handoff is is taste. So I don't. You like it one way. I like it another way. But, but most, there's kind of a few common denominators. Um, out more than up, I think, helps a lot of people. Bringing it out. Not up, right? Correct. Right there. Yep. And Both hands over. Yes. And being, you kind of want to like, as if you were handing someone a egg. You want to just very gently kind of give it to yes. them. Because I see, last night I saw a couple of these. Drops. What I'm doing, folks, is just kind of opening my fingers. Yeah. And that's really terrible. No, because you don't want it to be like a sudden no, feel the weight. No, it feels so defeated when people do that because it's wrong. Right. And, and you got to, and then you, that's when you, you'll, once that happens, a lot of times you've almost got to start over. you got to recheck your gauges. you got to retighten everything. you got to retighten your back. you got to blow your belly back up. you got to make sure you're still squeezing tight because you just had a, like, you know, 300 pounds basically dropped into your hands. Um, anyway, because I had a bad injury, as you know. Oh. Anyway. Um, yes. Get the bar to the edge of the, the press. Yes. Don't, don't leave it back against the, the, the uprights. Right, so. Have your handoff man ready with that. Right, they should basically be pushing it forward. And this will help the bencher get into good position. We've cut an inch off of the, how far the bar has to travel, so now yes. you saved, who knows, a tiny bit more energy. Yeah. Whatever. But get that, have that on the edge. And don't, make sure they have it on the edge when you, when you lay back. No, don't have to ask them for it. Mm -hmm. Right? So have your handoff people ready with that. Double overhand. Uh, More on the, um, put when you push it to the edge too, you know, the, the person doing the handoff should be pushing it to the edge. The person was benching, taking the handoff. Mm -hmm. You should, when you take that handoff off the bench, you should basically be moving that bar the least amount possible out. Minimal. So you don't want to be, when you got a handoff, someone handing off to you, and I'm guilty of this, it's it's often times when you're digging yourself in and you're kind of creating your arch, you can get farther away from the bar. Mm -hmm. And this makes it more difficult to get tight and to get yourself in a position, and if you get into trouble. If, you, if you're handling the, another, in other words, if you're gonna bench it, you have to handle it. Mm -hmm. But if you're handling it after he's handed it to you, you have a problem. And when I say that, I mean putting it where you really wanted it. Yes. That's a big issue for me, and it would be for you too, for anybody. That needs to be that needs to land right where I want it. All right, it's a lousy handoff. So what I had is just keep working together, whoever it's going to be. Yeah. So again, why they don't allow handoffs at the other thing? Right, because it, it really should be second nature. That's what it, and it should be. Both hands over up. They know right where you want it. Mm -hmm. Your guys know where you want it. Yep. These guys said as soon as my right leg goes down, they know I want it. So I don't know. Oh, interesting. And I personally, I don't know about you, 
I don't I don't take any, especially once I get a shirt on. I, I say you got to take it all. Right. So I don't know where you're at. I like to feel a little bit of it, and it's almost like the closer as I'm coming it out, I'm progressively getting a little bit more, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. To go back to what we first talked about, the wrong, the the, the opposite of the, what I don't want is to kind of have them pick it up and down, because then I've got nothing, 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 everything, and then bang, right? Yes, and very so, defeating. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and it sounds like because I've, I've given you handoffs plenty of times, and you like them. Fast, basically, yeah. is how I would describe it. Once I say, yeah, and I'm ready. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I'm probably giving away my secret, but I am putting a lot of pressure on it. I just want them taking even more. Yeah. I don't come out relaxed. Right. No. I, I am pushing hard, but I want them lifting. So, one of the things that I do is so particularly. So, they're all going to hear this now, but. It's okay. <laughs> particularly for you and Ryan, and uh, probably you guys, and, and Shannon are, are the people that I probably hand off to the most. I am. I'm taking the slack out when I'm yeah. when I'm handing off. See, that's yeah. That's yeah. I'm basically doing like probably what's close to like a strongman deadlift. A strongman deadlift, or starting an upright row. So if right. your hands are on the bar, mm-hmm. I try. This is just my kind of theory. I try to put my hands about two finger widths away from your hands. Okay. And my mentality for this is on the I'm, inside. Yeah, yeah, on the inside of yeah. it, and I'm wrenching up. I'm wrenching up yeah. like you would on a deadlift. Still pushing it forward a little bit, but I'm wrenching up. No, you give a good handoff. I've had you. Because once you start to begin, like if, if you, you go one, two, or whatever yeah. you do, I want to basically be have already engaged the handoff and the up portion of the handoff, and then I just take it the rest of the way out. So you've te- you, we're taking on this particular lift, you can't do it on squat or dead. You're taking the slack together. Yes. So that's a good handoff, man. And that's a bencher who knows what he wants. And so my other theory for getting the hands, my hands as close to your hands, is that I think, I mean, it probably doesn't happen that much, but if you were dealing with heavy weight and I was wrenching up in the middle, it could affect the way the bar bends a little bit. Absolutely. So I try to get my hands as close to your hands. Right. Out here. Right. Not right in the middle. No, you go in there and it'll cause more of that, more bowing. Yes. Right? Exactly. Very good point. I, I think most people do it, but they don't know why. Right. And then it's hard to drop it on somebody when you're wide. Yes, exactly. It's easy to do it when you're when you're. Uh, I remember close. I was in uh, we, I was in Italy and there was a guy going to bench six sixty one, and uh, he asked me to hand off to him. I said, oh, God, I don't know how you do it." He mm-hmm. goes, "Here's how we'll do it." He goes, "Just don't drop it on me." So I went up, and I didn't think I did. I gave it to him and I got off and I heard him go. He had six sixty one in his hands. He goes, "He fucking dropped it on me." <laughs> and then he benched it. He still got it. He still got it. You talked to him after that? Oh yeah, he didn't care. Okay. He, just, he goes, he fucking dropped it. His name was Sam Samaniago. You can you can Google him. One of the best benchers ever. People, I mean, I mean, it's it's a funny cultural thing that if you're not deep into the powerlifting world, it's hard to explain. But the handoffs are so particular, which is why I left that I guess for last and wanted to just work together. Keep the two hands over. Don't twist it on people. Yeah. I know it's easier to grab like a deadlift grip, but don't do it. Mm-hmm. And bring it back with two hands over. Keep the bar at the edge of the rack and just keep working these things with your whoever and work them back and forth. Yes. And throw that drill in we talked about. Pick it up, shoulders drop, blades together, put it back. Keep working with your hand off. Keep doing it. That's my five. Okay, so I don't have five, Matt, but I think, and I kind of threw mine in there as I was going. But there's one thing that I feel like I gotta say, you know, I'm not benching is definitely not my best lift. I build the to- my biggest part of the total off the squat and dead with the dead uh, they kind of alternate. It's the best one. I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna, everybody's gonna have a weak one. Yeah. But if you're gonna be raw, it's the best one to have because it'd be the lower third of your, exactly. of your total. And with the shirts things have changed, but right. I see guys out benching their deadlifts, but you see that quite a bit. Yeah. Um ooh, excuse me. What I wanted to say was Learning from my mistakes, learn, like, drive correctly the first time. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big kind of, like, phase when you first uh, start benching where you finally you get comfortable and you can start, you know, hammering out one plate or two plate or so, and then kind of the next step is figuring out leg drive to a big bench for yeah. some people. It's, it's, I mean, typically it's going to be thinner folks rely more on leg drive than larger folks? You think so? I think, I think so. so, too. Because I, I was going to ask you if you think there are those that don't do leg drive. I, mean, I call it transfer. Yeah. Well, there's definitely some freaks out there that you can see that their knees are higher than their hips, and they are just pushing 
Five hundred pounds. I'll show you. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll show you a guy who's a local guy who is just fucking crazy strong, brute. No, you know, form's not quite there, but he's pressing five hundred five raw, which is crazy. Um, so, for my so learning leg drive correctly the first time, the way that I've kind of explained it to people, and probably the the way that I've explained it to people was if you're lying on the bench and there's a skateboard. <laughs> where your feet would be, mm-hmm. you want to push that skateboard away for you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to try to break the skateboard in half. You want to try to push it away. Okay. So a better cue that might relate, you know, if, if you're not into skateboarding, is you want to try to push your feet out of your shoe, through your toes. Through your toes. Through your toes. That's a good one. I never heard that one. So what I Listen did... Listen to that, folks. That's a good one. I, I stole that from uh, our beer delivery boy, Ryan Montague. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens when you don't do like drive correctly, and if, if the more you do it, you're just going to create a bad habit. Is your butt comes off the bench because you're trying to stand up instead of pushing it out. So to go back to the first thing that you talked about, when you're putting tension, when you're putting the tension on the bar, that's kind of one fixed point, and then the other fixed point is your legs. So when your legs, when your feet are pushing out one way, and you're you know, you're pushing the other way on the bench, you're digging your traps in, you have to be tight. You're putting so much tension. There's no your, way around. Or compression, rather, yeah. on your body. And that will force you to be tight. No way around it, right? There's no way around it. So, and obviously the bigger, you know, basically the moral of my story is, is keep, you don't want to create a way that makes you bench a lot that gets your butt off the ground because in powerlifting, you got to keep your butt on the bench. And it, that's just it, it doesn't matter. I don't care what you lift then, right? Right. It's no good. Exactly. I mean, if you're just trying to shove as much weight off your chest as possible, and you're doing a bridge with China, and you want to hurt your back, guilty. Oh, it is brutal on your back. Yeah. For, I mean, it'll, your back would be more sore, sore benching 250 than it would be deadlifting 600. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Yeah, I I always call it leg drive. I call it transfer benching because it's it, a transfer of energy. Yeah, transfer from your feet, and then it all ends up in your upper body. Yes. So, I, same as leg drive. I just call because I, I never did much of it, honestly. Yeah. I just learned it from the Tony Petrino a little bit. But I still did okay. All right. So while benching is, I'm certainly not an expert in, I guess my tips for this would be because I've been going through this learning curve the present day, you know, since we've been doing the podcast, is uh, for me, flat foot just works better for this. It seems to. I'm, I'm just, I, I mean, years and years ago, I had my feet flat. Mm-hmm. Then I got into the toe thing and, and did quite well. In fact, did my best benching with my toes up. But now I'm back since Tony gave us a 15-minute seminar one day. Yeah. And I got them down because I got my hips a little looser somehow because I couldn't get them down. Yeah. And it seems to be working. I don't know yet. I haven't tried anything, but it seems to work. And then a couple of points I didn't uh, touch on. Uh, I, I know I, I didn't touch enough on the elbows. You, folks, you gotta, you got to keep your elbows tucked at least 45 from your, from your rib cage. Mm-hmm. But the thing I didn't say is, and this is, not, this is by taste and choice, is we've started setting our feet out wide with them flat, wide from the bench. Yeah, you know, I've been doing that also. Okay. And I used to do the opposite. I used to basically pinch the pad yes. with my hamstring. Up on your toes. Yep. Yep. And I just find, maybe it's because we're sumo deadlifters and we're just, they have a stronger base when we're wide. But we but feel like we do. Exactly. I just feel like I am so much sturdier. Yeah. So let's wiggle. What I've done, you can if you maybe you don't need to do this. I'll have the guys kick my feet apart a little more for me. Really? Yes, I can't get them out there sometimes. Okay. So I just have one kick on my left foot, one kick on my right foot for just a tiny bit wider. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. They just don't. I just don't seem to be able. Once I'm locked in, to get them any wider. Yeah. So when I was benching on my toes, I used to kind of like kick one foot out and then like whip my other foot back because I I like had to force the mobility. I've seen you do that. And uh, I don't do that anymore because I don't bench my toes. But right. I, I mean, I basically, I had to like relearn how to bench two months ago and for yeah. this USAPL meet. That's right too, because you have a start command. Start command, head flat, which hasn't really been a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they can't raise your head, can you? Right. Head's on the bench, feet are on the bench. I mean, your feet are on the floor. Now, why you can't raise your head, I don't get either, but whatever. I don't know. It's definitely a huge disadvantage for big guys. If you've got a big If you can learn back, I've, I've been successful with it. You've got to keep your belly up. Your first, your first temptation is to drop your belly as your head comes up. Right. But if you can learn it, keep your belly up, head, 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 and then snap your head back. It does work. But we're getting way beyond. Yes. Um, here's one thing that I wanted to talk to you about, and mm-hmm. then we can uh, kind of close up. So this is how I start up my bench, and I've heard you say it's bad luck, the torpedo. I didn't say it was bad luck. I thought I heard you say it was bad luck. I never luck said that. <laughs> I said I can't do it. 
So um, I never said that. So for me, I like to start. I bench from the back. Basically, yeah, I fine. start the bench from the back. Have so, no problem with that. <laughs> I start, you know, the, and it's on my chest. This is where I get my middle fingers. I get my middle fingers right where I want them, and I do the whole setup holding onto the bar. I've seen you. I think that's fine. I thought I heard you say it one time. Never. I never said that. That's all right. But I just don't want your opinion. I, do you like? You don't do it just because it's a. I, I just. I don't know if I'm able to, so I haven't. I don't do it. Because for me, I find when you swing out and you go back down, mm-hmm. that's how I get my traps into position. I can see it's a good way to do it. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure I, I can do it. But yeah. no, I don't have any issue with that. No, I see there's a couple people doing it. Not that many. There's you. Doesn't Chan do it a little bit? I don't think so. No? Who else? There's definitely a couple others. Yeah. A couple of ladies do it, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, I no, I never said that. Um... I, can you do that in your meet? Yes. You can. You can. And if not, I'm just going to get on the bench, swing myself all the way back, and then... What are they going to say? Right, exactly. You swung yourself. Yeah. I don't think that... Once you get... The, you know, if you're not allowed to step off the platform, maybe, right? That's like the only thing that might get dinged for. But no, I already... I've seen plenty of USAPL folks do that. Yeah. So, that was five uh, five bench shifts, That's man. five I had. Like I said, there's probably 55 more. Yes. That we could talk about or other people would bring up. But yes. Anyway, so um, while we were uh, while I was waiting, I kind of like we got a bit of a, a pretty well laid out schedule for the next few uh, podcasts. Yes. So I'm thinking next week we'll do the deadlift mm-hmm. informational. Yeah. Um, the week after that, I like to do a USAPL recap with our of buddy Ryan. Your big meet. Yeah. Uh, talk. It's going to be my first non APF meet. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan's second USAPL meet. Um, and just kind of go over what we thought, how we did, mistakes we made, if, if any. Hopefully we don't make any, but if we do, kind of lessons learned. I'd like to just kind of, it'll be an uh, informal chat about mm-hmm. just what's going on. With any luck, we've got a big, big guest after that one. Yes. Following what will be a woman's recap. Mm-hmm. And then I'm tentatively thinking, so this, we're like five weeks out. We're, that's our number 50 right there? No, no, no. This would be 41. No, I mean, that's where we're going? Yes. Wow. Uh, not all the way f- right here, but no. I'm thinking that maybe in about a month or so we'll do we'll go live again. Maybe we'll see if Dr. Dyer can come down, talk a little bit about injuries, take some questions, mm-hmm. so he can speak his uh, medical lingo, and yep. uh, we will all get to learn something. Sounds good. That's so. Good. Yeah, we're, we're we're keeping this podcast rolling, Maddie. I think because we have no issues, we're fine. We just keep it going. Plays are continually going up. We thank the listeners for that. And again, the best way. To make this podcast more successful is to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Yep. Five-star rating. If you've got an iPhone, you can do it right from there. Uh, I don't have an Android, so I can't speak on that. If somebody can... Can you le- still do it? I'm, you, well, you can definitely do it from like your laptop oh, or okay. from the Internet Explorer browser, but I know with the podcast app on uh, iPhones, you can do it right from there. You can write a, write a review, and that is what gets us... That That's how we get exposure. Okay. Um, so thank you all for listening. This has been episode 36. Don't forget the seminar. That's going to be a good one. If you, you miss it, we don't get people like that around here a lot. So. That's right. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I mean, who knows? Like, she probably might never come back here. So. <laughs> she might, but I mean, we don't know. So right. take advantage of it. That's right. It's pretty cheap. It, it is. For what for what you're getting, It's you, know, you think about like, you know, it's a couple hours you're going to get hands on. You couldn't go to the, you wouldn't, if you wanted to see a, sports medicine person it would be triple this cost mm-hmm. for half the time yeah or you go to a big seminar for less and then you're a dot in the crowd you, you, you might as well be watching YouTube you can, yeah exactly so you're gonna get you're gonna get some real up close and personal stuff I think so again that is March 9th seminar with Shauna Mendelssohn kicking off their power weekend rolling right into the March 10th women's meet and then of course everyone keep their uh, Keep uh, cranking on their programming for the May twelfth. Yes, and, and if you got anybody got questions for our next podcast, I guess write them into you, right? Yeah, and if any any way you could think about getting us to us. Oh, we actually have a question that we, we should do. answer. Oh. Oh, we should save it for the next one. Let's no, just save ahead. it for the next one. You only have one. We might as well. Yeah, we might as well. Okay, hold on. Bear with us, folks, because this was a good one, and it's benching related, and it's shirted benching related. Oh. Shit. Uh. Oh, I, hold on. I got it right here. Okay. Now, how do you get those? Email? I believe, uh, yeah. Well, it came in through Facebook. Oh, okay. We might as well touch on it now. Yes. This was a bench night. I should have given you a heads up on this. Okay, okay. so 
So this is from Robin. Mm -hmm. I don't know where he lives. Uh, I don't know if he's from Maine, but this is what he wants to know. Okay. So Robin asks, I've recently come across your gym a few days back when I was searching for information about getting into geared lifting. Mm -hmm. I then found out you had a podcast and listened to a few episodes, including the most recent. Thanks, Robin. My question is, I lift alone and I really get help where I train. What are your thoughts on shirted benching without a handout? And also a secondary question, is there any suggestions on a shirt? I'm looking to do single ply. Okay, I heard about this question. So, yeah. thoughts on self-handoffs with shirted benching and suggestions for a single ply shirt. Okay, so, uh, you know, I hate to say never, ever, don't do this, don't do that. But no, it's kind of a big a, portion of what we just went through. That's kind of a poor idea. That's not a great idea, Robin. Uh, I'd have to agree with you. Either way you go, if you have an open back shirt, you're going to be, it's going to be sticky. If you have a pullover shirt, forget about it. You're not going to get it on. And I don't know how you'd ever get it off if you did. So you got an issue there. It's pr pretty much impossible to take a, any sort of a weight and you're after 70 or 80% with a shirt on without a handoff. You, you, you can't get in position, hold your position, take the weight out, press it and re-rack it. You're, it, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, if you, I, I guess you're up north. I guess Robin's up north. But you're always welcome here. We'll at least show you how to use a shirt, give you some handoffs. Uh, single ply shirts are good for Minzer, they're good for Metal, um, Titan. All those companies are good, Robin. Yep. You'd have, you need, you know, honestly, I'd have to look at you to tell you what size to get. They're very, it's hard to, it's hard to know. And we've got shirts here you could try on to give us. I was going to say too, and because there was a while where I was kind of curious about shirt adventuring, and I'm going online looking at them, and I have no freaking idea where to even begin on what size. we got a bunch of shirts here. We'll right. try them on you, and we'll know where to start. Right, yeah. Exactly. Or you'll have a good starting point. Oh, a 52 is a little too big. Let's go to a 48. And you save yourself a lot of time and energy. Cash. And we're going to send it back and forth. Right. So I'm sorry, Robin, but... Uh, Anytime you want help, we're here for you, but that's not something I think you want to tackle on your own. Yeah, my, my two cents for that would be the only time I have seen people do single or, you know, geared bench handoffs by themselves, they're basically benching in a monolift. That's, I, actually, you know what, that's not a bad idea, but I still don't know how you'd ever get the stuff on and off. And, as, you know, you talked about, you know, when you can... Uh, if you go too far, if you do too much of a fade, you can get kind of into a you, skull crusher. You're getting a real you, you see that happen quite a bit with geared lifting. Many things can go wrong with a shirt because you're undoubtedly handling more weight than you would. Right, and it's micro errors that could be the difference between a serious injury yeah. and, and you, you, that shirt is stuffed onto you. Many things to learn yeah. if you're going to go with a shirt. And it does, I noticed he said single ply, but. They're benching huge numbers in in both of those now, so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what yeah, you buy. Yeah, Blaine Sumner's benching over a grand. In single. I mean, yep. that stuff is so thick and tight now, mm -hmm. so it didn't, wouldn't matter. But I wish I could give you a better answer than that, but uh, safety-wise and uh, production-wise, I mean, you're not going to get much production. I mean, I can't even, with my shirt on, I can't even load the bar, so I don't know. Right. I don't know what to tell you, but... Yeah, so Robin, I gotta say, uh, your best bet is uh, come down here and see us. Come, come down and see us, get a little, learn a little something. Hey, and if you're uh, free March 9th, come learn from. Uh, There's another great idea. Yeah, come, yeah. come uh, see what Shauna has to say. Come learn from Maddie and your team of great uh, geared lifters. Yeah, you're so, welcome here anytime. That's that. That's that answer. That's episode that was good 36. Good for bench night. Good bench night question. Yeah, I'm glad I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> night, everybody. All right, take care. Thanks for listening.